bless you all this morning. Amen. I hope you all got nice and rested. And we're going to pull just like we did last night. Amen. Well, we stand. We sing, our God is tremendous. When am I need? I call on the Lord. Could I just have a little bit more volume up here? Oh, when I'm in need, I call on the Lord. And He hears me. Yes, He helps me. He is faithful. Oh, 
us about hope time. Oh, there's a light in the window shining there before me. Someone standing at the open door. Oh, I can see the crystal river and I Amen. Give it all you got. If you've got a need, just lift it before the Lord, Brother Tommy. Our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we just can't thank you enough for this opportunity that we have, Lord. I don't know how many young people in the world can come to a, a camp meeting like this, Lord, and just meet you every time, Lord. So, Lord, we pray once again that you would meet us 
that you would come down and, and speak to us individually, Lord, this, this morning, Lord, and be with our brother Andrew, Lord. Just pray that you would just guide his, his words, Lord, and be with us for the rest of the day, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you. You may have your seats. Our sister, Kasia Whitmire, has a special for us. So if you want to get ready, let's sing. I'm living by faith. Amen. 473. I'm living by faith in Jesus above. Oh, I'm trusting, confiding in His great love. Oh, from a heart saved in His sheltering arms, I'm living by faith, and I feel no love. One more time. In Jesus above, I'm trusting, confiding in His great love. Who went from a horse in His sheltering arms? I'm living by faith.
you, Sister Kezia. Amen. He's, he's the same God in your life. Amen. You can testify he's never changed. Amen. I wonder if we can sing Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Amen. Come to worship. Amen. You are here in this place. Oh, you are here, moving in our midst. I worship.
morning. Oh, Jesus, for making a way in our lives, oh Lord. Oh, Jesus, you're turning lives around. You're changing lives, oh Jesus. Oh, we thank you for that, oh Jesus. Hallelujah. Just as our brother Tom comes, can we sing Hosanna? Let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the blind say I can see what the Lord has done to me. That's where I am here now. He's my Savior. He's my Redeemer. I give Him praise. Amen. 
That's why we can sing that song, Hosanna, because it comes from our heart of who we are. My, that was just number one last night. After this, I wasn't here for the op- some of the opening comments, so I don't know what Brother David said as he came in, but sitting in my seat, I was quite conscious of the fact of some of the themes that were opened in opening comments and giving our everything, giving our all, not holding back, pressing in. That should have been a real clear confirmation because here, Brother David's in Switzerland, a long ways away, and I'm here in Vancouver, quite about 10,000 kilometers or more apart. But the same God is anointing a minister to put something on his heart, and far away in another region, he's putting an opening scripture on someone's heart so that you could come today and know that was God, not man, and so then you can receive from God and not man. Amen? So that's why you should be able to enter in. That's why we did enter in. Amen? Because we could receive that. And so this is just now the beginnings. And I have the honor and the pleasure to invite Brother Andrew Spencer. Everybody remember Brother Andrew from last uh, 2019? That was the camp that we almost didn't have. In fact, I was working hard. I'll just tell on myself, confession's good for the soul, right? We had come through some very uh, long summer there, and I said, oh, Dad... Can't have camp. Maybe we should just take a break, camp. And we had just many different things happen through the fall, and we were talking to Brother Bisco, and he's like, uh, "We're gonna have camp." And we said, "Yes, sir." <laughs> we had camp, and that camp was a momentous camp. Brother Andrew spoke that camp for us, and we went into COVID and didn't have camps for quite a few years. If we hadn't had that time, God knew what we needed for the battle that we were going through. Amen? Amen. But our Andrew was used as an instrument to, to fill us with what we needed through the next period of time. Amen? And his last service was lightning in a bottle, if I have that correct. Amen? Who's the lightning in a bottle? Amen. <laughs> Who's the lightning in a bottle? Amen. May a thunder crack go this morning. Amen. A flash of lightning. Blind the demons today. Amen. This morning. And I'll tell you where there's another lightning in a bottle. It's right there. (laughs) So you better pin your eyeballs open this morning because it'll be lightning on stage. So prick yourself a little bit. As Brother Andrew comes this morning, we're going to have a wonderful time in his presence. Amen. So let's just sing that again. Hosanna. Hosanna as we invite Brother Andrew. And get ready to hear what the Lord has to say to us this morning. Amen. Hosanna. Oh, Hosanna. presence of the Lord and to know that we're standing here not upon our own accords but uh, according to the word of the Lord we're standing in predestinated moments and times and we just counted a privilege to be standing before the, the bride of Jesus Christ and we certainly appreciate Brother Tom and the church and for inviting us to be a part of these meetings and 
the ministry here, I have always admired uh, Brother Bisco and Brother Tom. And the ministry here, it's, it's been a sending station for so many years. But to think that it had such a key part in even my dad's life and, and my, my getting saved right here underneath of Brother Tom's ministry, it's just a, it means a whole lot to me to be standing here today to be presenting the, the God of the message that changed my life. And uh, we just want to say it's a, it's a real honor to be standing here. I'm happy to have my wife, Sister Katie, with us this weekend and her traveling along with us. And so I bring greetings from our pastor, Brother Ron, and thank you for all your prayers for him and throughout this battle of cancer. And uh, we're on the winning side. So, so God's been good to us. We've, we've, seen him, we've seen him as a healer, and now we're watching him as a warrior. So we just know God's got something in store for us this weekend. We count it an honor to be standing here with our brother, our friend, Brother David Mayer, to be speaking in these meetings together with him. And He's been a real friend to us and a real bosom buddy, and we sure appreciate his ministry. How many has a need that you'd like to make known unto the Lord here this morning? Amen. By the way of an uplifted hand, why don't we just lift that unto the one that sees? Let's just go to him in prayer now. Father, we love you with all of our heart. Lord, what a privilege it is for us as your children to be able to enter in, Lord, to your courts with praise and thanksgiving in our heart, Lord, knowing that that the God of the Bible is is not a God that is dead. You're not a God that is is, uh, put back in history somewhere, but you're right here, Father. Lord, we sense the nearness of the Holy Spirit, Father. Lord Jesus, how that you've been dealing with our hearts, Father, upon this camp and things to say, Father. We just now invite you, Father, to come and take the pulpit, Father. Lord, we recognize that we are helpless without you, and Lord, we just invite you to come, Lord. You see these hands that are lifted up, the needs that are before the children today, Lord. I ask, God, that you administer unto them in a supernatural way. Father, I pray you help me get myself out of the way and do a good job for you today, Father. Be a benefit unto the kingdom of God. So we present you these needs and ask God that you'd come and speak to us lip to ear in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. If you have your Bibles this morning, we'd like to look over in a portion of Scripture. uh, Three portions there that we'd like to take our text from today. Uh, Philippians chapter 3 and 10 and then also Psalms chapter 113 and then 1 Corinthians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, and Brother Tom come to the pulpit last night and began to read this scripture. I thought, all right, Lord, we're right on track, so let's just, let's just enjoy ourselves in the Word this morning. Philippians chapter 3 and verse 10, that I might know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being made conformable unto his death. Also, Psalms chapter 113 and verse 1. And the Bible says here, Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. The Lord is high above all nations. And his glory above the heavens. Who is likened to the Lord our God? Who dwelleth on high? Who humbleth himself to be 
hold the things that are in heaven and in earth. He raises up the poor out of the dust and lifted up the needy out of the dunghill, that he may set him with princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be joyful, mother of children. Praise ye the Lord. Also, one more portion of Scripture, 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. And I'm sorry to keep you standing, but we might be standing here just for a moment today. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verse 9. You have it say amen this morning. But as it is written, I hath not seen, nor ear heard, neither hath entered into the heart of man the things which God had prepared for them that love him. But God hath revealed them unto us by his Spirit, for the Spirit searcheth all things, yea, the deep things of God. For what man knoweth the things of a man, save the Spirit of a man which is in him? Even so the things of God knoweth no man but the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given unto us of God, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teacheth, but which the Holy Ghost teacheth, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually Discern. May God bless his word. He may be seated here in the presence of the Lord. Today, by the help of the Lord, I'd like to take a thought that he's, that he's placed upon our heart for this meeting today on the God, the God that I know. The God that I know. As we've read here, just here in the book of Corinthians, we recognize that God's thoughts and his secrets are only understood by the Spirit of the living God. And we recognize that if we do not have the Spirit of God, that we are none of his. But we recognize immediately that the Bible is very clear upon this thought, that, 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 that there in Deuteronomy chapter 29 and 29, that the thing that the Bible says here, he said, the secret things belong unto the Lord, but the things that are revealed belong unto us. And if you're sitting here and have a revelation of what God is and who he is, you can sit here and you can say that, that is not just for Brother Tom or Brother Bisco or for these others, but it's the God that I know. So we can say here today that this message of the hour is not just William Branham's message, but this is our message. It, it belongs unto us. And I don't, I don't know, I don't know, this is one of probably one of my favorite things to do in life. I, as I said, we'd like to speak to you on the God that I know. And the, one of the greatest things that I, I love to do in life, I love to brag on my Lord Jesus Christ. I, you can't be around me but so long until you'll start hearing hearing me testify how great my God is. And, you know, I don't know a whole lot about the gods of the world, but I knew I do know the God of this Bible. And, and what I do know about him, it's the, what little bit that I do know it, in my little finite mind, it's too wonderful the things that I do know, the things that I know about him are so wonderful that we cannot contain them in books. And the little bit that I have learned of him, that I've found of him, they're, they're so wonderful that we like to say, like, like John would 
say in John 21 and 25 that the things that were done, that if they would be written, the books could not contain them. And the God that I have met, the God that met me some 15 years ago up here at this camp is the God that I know. He's the God that you can't get away from him. You can't hide from him. His mercy is so great. Books can't contain him. Politics can't constrain him. The God that we are serving is a living God. He's so great that books can't contain him. He's so alive that death can't hold him. He's so great that the grave couldn't stop him. He's so powerful that powers cannot combat him. His mercy is so great that it's far reaching and it'll run after you when you feel like you can't run no more and when something ain't coming after you, you feel like nobody's there. Mercy will come running after you. I tell you, the God that I know is grace is sufficient. His love is all powerful. When you felt like you were unfindable, our God still found you. When you thought that you were lost in sin, his blood still saved you. I'll tell you the love that our Lord Jesus Christ has towards his children is un- it is unlimited and his power that he has towards his children of healing and baptisms of the Holy Ghost, his blood is so powerful that it'll wash you of all of your sins, all of your mistakes, all of your failures, all of the DNA things that are laying there throughout your family history. The God that I know has the ability to wash you and make you clean. The God that I know don't want to leave you where he found you. He wants to take you to a higher height and to a deeper depth. You know the God that I know when Steve, when Stephen was standing there and he was preaching his sermon and he was standing there and Paul was standing there and he, he held the coat of Stephen while they were stoning him and Stephen lifted up his eyes and he seen the Lord sitting on the right hand of Almighty God. The God that I know, he's not three gods, he's one God. And when, when Stephen looked up there and he seen Jesus standing at the right hand of Almighty God, he was not seeing a different God. He was seeing the God of the Bible. He was seeing what does right hand mean. It means authority that Jesus is at the right hand of power. And when Jesus, right before his resurrection, he said that all power, or after his resurrection, he said all power in heaven and in earth is given unto me. So if, if Jesus is here on earth and he's saying all power in heaven... And in earth is given unto me. If there is another God up there, then that God is powerless. So we're not serving a God that is split up in three gods or three pieces or or a weaker God by the name of Jesus or, or a second man in the Trinity. But we're serving one God and his name is Jesus Christ. God doesn't make it complicated, but it's believers that make it complicated. God simplifies it so much that he can hide it to the wise he can, and he can bring it unto babes that will learn Now Jesus would say in John 14 and 17, even the spirit of truth whom the world can't receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. And that's what William Branham would say in when their eyes were opened and they knew him. He said, but the thing, the main thing that I'm trying to bring to you is the reality of the presence of Christ. That you might see him and know him by its identified promise of the day. And if you've ever felt him or handled him, you know him. You remember when Billy Paul would give his testimony about how that Brother Brandon would allow him, how he spoke to the angel and asked him, said, can I allow Billy to see you? And you remember how that he was sitting there in the, ho- in the hotel room and Doc was there in the room with him and he had to put a pillow over Billy Paul's face and he said, now Billy, he said, I wanna, I'm going to wake you up. He said, he said, the angel of the Lord is standing right there in the corner. He's standing right there. He said, don't you be nervous. He's not going to hurt you. And he said, when I looked upon him, he said, I seen him. 
him. There he dissipated into the into there and that amber cloud, that rainbow hung in the room for all of those hours. Billy Paul would say, he said, he said, now he said, now every single time since that moment, he said, I could identify when he would come into the meetings. You see, because it was something that he knew. It wasn't something that his daddy told him about. It wasn't something that he'd heard by the preaching of the word, but he knew him. He said, if I had a toothache, he said, it would completely go away. He said, because I knew that the angel of the Lord was there. And if you could recognize in this meeting today that the Bible said where two or three are gathered in my name, there I will be in the midst of them. I'm not talking about a God of Paul. I'm not talking about a God of David. I'm not talking about a God of Daniel. I'm talking about the God that I know. The God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Hallelujah. And it's amazing to know that the headship is recognizing itself in the identification of the body. What is it? He is, we are watching the gene seed of God be expressed right here in his DNA, right here in human flesh, identifying himself by his characteristics. What is it? It's the gene seed of God. And when God sealed you until the day of your redemption, God has put his stamp of approval on you that you are God's private property. And if Satan comes against you, you can say, Satan, you're trespassing. Do you recognize that when Jesus defeated Satan 2,000 years ago, and if you are filled with deity, every single time that Satan comes in your mind, the devil's trespassing. Every single time he caused a war with you in sickness, the devil's trespassing. You are sealed until the day of your redemption. God so loved you that he thought of you before the foundation of the world. He knew who you'd be. He knew how you'd be built. Our God thinks of you so important that he destined your comings and your goings. For the Bible said in Psalms chapter 1, And one blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of the sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight... Is in the law of the Lord and hallelujah. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. You see, God knows our position. And Paul knew where he was standing at as a gene of God that he could say, Who, if God be for us, who can be against us? You may not know the God that I know, but the God that I know is so great. He's so powerful. I don't know the God of Michael Jordan. I don't know the God of what they call the King James LeBron. But I do know this King James Version. And every single time I've taken this King James Version against the attack of the enemy, the God that I know always comes out on top. Let me tell you, you can put the King James Version up to every cancer devil and it'll show forth its power. You can put it up against prostitution and it'll show it's still got power. The God that I know is not the God of the world. It's the God of the Bible. He's not changing. He's not backing off of his blood brown promises. The God that I know still got a Holy Ghost. The God that I know still got power to save. The God that I know he's still more willing to get into you than you're willing to get into him. The God that I know it's not just William Branham's God. He's my God. It's not Brother Tom's God. He's my God. It's not Brother David's God. He's my God. You've got to know him in the power of his resurrection. Hallelujah. Your sin ain't going to stop God. Nothing has hindered God. The fall didn't hinder God. Lot didn't hinder God. Judas didn't hinder God. Skeptics and criticism has never stopped God. Sickness don't hinder God. Pain don't hinder God. 
Hallelujah. Political barriers don't stop God. Politics in the church don't stop God. Influences of the devil don't stop God. The God that I know is said like Paul said that if I know him, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul knew who he was talking about. He wasn't talking about his natural man, but in the spiritual realm, he was able to go into a realm that nobody else knew about. I can do all things. Come on, say it to your neighbor. I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Without him, I can't do nothing. Without him, I can't love. Without him, I can't pray. Without him, I can't worship. Without him, I can't influence anybody. But with him, I can do all things. He's the God of my future. He's the God of my past. He's the God of the first. He's the God of the last. He is Jehovah Jireh, my provider. He is Jehovah Shammah. He is there. He is Jehovah Shalom, my peace. He is Jehovah Mekiskanu. He is my righteousness. He is Jehovah Ra. He is El Ruai, the Lord who sees. That's the God I know. He don't care if you're yellow, black, or white. He's coming for you. The God that I know ain't giving up on his seed. The God that I know is bigger than any mountain. The God I know has got a blood that'll go for you when you can't find him. Hallelujah. Well, that's just a little bit about the God I know. Hallelujah. Paul would say in 2 Corinthians 12 and 10, I take pleasure in firmities. In reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul recognized he wasn't enough. Paul recognized that he was not omnipresent. But the God that he was serving was, he recognized that God wasn't changing. He wasn't moving. He wasn't backing up on his promises. Whether he was attached to a jailer, God was still God. When the the man was sharpening the axe to cut off his head, Paul knew that God was God. The God that I'm talking about is watching over you. He's watching over you when you're sleeping and when you're awake. He is the I am. He was and is and is to come. The one that I'm talking about is the one that spoke and said, let there be, and there was. The Bible said in Zephaniah 3 and 17, the Lord thy God in the midst of thee is mighty. He will save. He will rejoice over thee with joy. He will rest in his love. He will joy over thee with singing. What am I saying to you? That the invisible God is made visible. When you fall, he lifts you up. When you're sick, he makes you whole. You see, by the actions of his word, we are seeing this this deity revealed in humanity. The God that I know, he gives strength to the weak. He gives power to the faint. He gives rest to the weary. He gives sight to the blind. The God that I know is not somebody that you just hear about and forget about. You ever come in contact with the God that I know, you'll never forget him. Come on, somebody. You remember in John chapter 9 when they went there and Jesus healed the man that was blind ever since he was born. You remember when he stood there and they began to ask him all of these petitions. Said, is this man a sinner or not? He said, well, I don't know if he's a sinner or not. But this I do know, that I once was blind. 
But now I see. You see, I can't see things. I can't see the things, same things that I once saw in my blinded condition. But what I do see since my eyes are open, it's a king sword. It's a third pole. It's a third pole ministry. The God that I know is raising up young people that will thwart the very powers of hell. He's not changing. He's not moving. It's not just for the ministers. It's not just for the deacons. The God that I know wants every little girl. Every old person. Come on now. Take God out of the box real quick for you. The God that I know still delivers. The God that I know still heals. The God that I know still gives the Holy Ghost. The God that I know still loves to be praised. Well, it's a morning service. But let me tell you, God don't care whether it's morning, night, or noon. He's the God that I know. You can serve him in the morning. You can serve him in the evening. You can serve him all day long. The God that I know don't get tired of you asking. Come on, Ella. You don't ask a thousand times. He ain't getting tired of you asking. Because the God that I know said, ask, and you shall receive. Don't you back off of them promises just because Satan keeps whispering in your ear? Don't you back off of healing because you ain't seen one in a while? Let me be the one in this camp that proves that God is still a healer. Let me be the one that proves that God still gives the Holy Ghost. Let me be the one that defies the very armies of the living God that stands there when the enemy comes in against us. We raise up the standard. It ain't just to know about him. It ain't just to know about him or to hear about him. Do you know him? That's a major difference in thinking something and knowing something. You see, Brother Tom might think that I'm nuts, but my wife knows I'm nuts. It's a major difference between thinking and knowing. You see, to know somebody is to know every intricate detail about them. But to hear about them, because, well, I heard that he did this. I heard he used to do miracles. But if you know him, you can say, I know he still does miracles. I know he still does. You see, it ain't something that I heard about a day's gone by just in William Branham's meetings, but it's in our meetings. You watch. Satan will lose in this camp. You watch. This ain't just for William Branham's day. This message is none other than Jesus Christ. It's a proof that this message is him. Let me tell you, let Satan roar all he wants to. Let him try to do everything to stop this camp. But the God that I know cares more about you than every influence of hell, every demonic power. The God that I know is stronger. I know him. You see, if you thought you knew me, you heard about me. It's a man, that dude. I heard about that Andrew Spencer. He's tall, he's linky, and he's handsome. I'd say you don't know me, but you do know Brother David. <laughs> but if you knew me, as one. You obviously don't know me if you think I'm tall, because I'm going to tell you one thing about it. There ain't nothing tall running in the Spencer family. Come on now. If you could stand there and say, well, I, I know about a God of Bible because he did, it for, he did it for Isaiah. He did it for David. He did it for Daniel. But what about your God? 
Come on, somebody. It's more than the three Hebrew children's God. What about your God? Yeah, he'll meet you in a fiery furnace. Yeah, he'll meet you down in a valley with your life. But what about right here in Laodicea? I can tell you about the God of the Bible, but I want to know this God. Does he still save? Does he still deliver? Does he still heal? Does he still have miracles? Does he still have young people that can live the message? Does he? The God that I know has a message that will make you qualified to be in the bride of Jesus Christ. It ain't your works. It's his works. The God that I know will never give up on you when men give up on you. The God that I know when doctors says it can't be whole, he still says, I am the Lord, thy God that heals all of thy diseases. You see, William Branham, throughout the entirety of the message, say, you know God by faith. You know God by faith. You don't know him by intellect. You don't know him by theology. You don't know him by reason. You see, your reasoning power comes within you, but faith comes from God. Faith is something that's born in you that God gives you. How many believes he's a healer? Where did you get that kind of faith at? God give it to you. How do you get that kind of faith? Because you're made a new creature in Christ Jesus. And when you are made a new creature in Christ Jesus, all devils in hell can't rock you, can't shake you, can't move you off of God's bounds promises. When Peter is standing there, and Jesus takes his disciples, his inner circle, the Bible says that Jesus takes them, he goes by the coast of Caesarea Philippi, If you go to studying that out, Caesarea Philippi is the gate to the underworld. And Jesus stands there at the gate of the underworld. And he begins to ask his disciples the question, Whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? Now notice where he's standing at. He's standing at the gate of the underworld. Now whom do men say that I the Son of Man am? God is asking them a question. Who do you say that I am? And they said, Some say that thou art lies. Some say you're John the Baptist. But he turned and asked them at the gate of the underworld, who do you say that I am? It's not what Brother Tom says or Brother Biscoe says. Who do you say that he is? And Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And when he stood there, he said, thou art Peter. Thou art Peter. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of Hades, the gate to the underworld. It matters where God drops revelation at. He drops this revelation at the gate of the underworld where all demon powers are sitting there behind those gates. He said, but if you can recognize who I am, every demonic power, every suicide power, every pornography power, I feel you out there. Every demonic power, every suicide power, every pornography power, every anxiety power, if you can have this revelation of who the Christ is, the gates of hell will not prevail. Come on, devil. Raise your head. I got a word for you. I know who he is. I know he's still got power. I know he's still omnipotent. I know he's still omnipresent. Come on now. Them devils been roughing you up all year long. It's time you rough them up. They've been pushing you around. It's time to push them back. It's time to show them your mean business. 
Come here, devil. Wake up just a little bit longer. We still got a young people that's ready to stop a mud hole in you. Forgive me. If you don't like the way I'm preaching, blame it on Brother Palm. He's Brother Tom, he's the one that saved me. He's the one that led me to the Lord. So if you don't like me, blame it on him. What good does it do to preach a God of history if he ain't the same today? Brother and sister, I say this. I read of a God of history one time. I read of him in the books. I read of him in the Bible. But one day I met him. I met him. He came to me. He told me not to drink nor to smoke or defile myself. He had something for me to do when I got older. I was just a little boy, a bitty boy. But he proved that. And he's standing there looking at that pillar of fire. He said, here's his picture hanging here. What science has taken. Even scientists testify that my God is still alive. The God that led Moses is the God that's leading the church of the living God. Everybody wants to say that this God or the Bible is a dead God. But the God that I know. I know what it's like to sit in that seat and not know about the God of the Bible. I was raised in a good home. I was raised in a powerful, underneath a powerful ministry. I understood what it was like to see the ministry go through wars. I understood what it was like to hear about the stories of the pillar of fire come whipping down through the tent or whipping through the building and watch the miraculous take place. But I didn't know the God that my daddy knew. You see, I could have told you. I could have told you about the green checkered shirt. I could have told you about the 42-inch caribou. I could have told you about the silver-tipped grizzly bear. But I didn't know that kind of God. I could have told you about the God that healed my daddy. When the doctors told him, said, you're going to be paralyzed the rest of your life. When he fell 40 foot off of a ladder and hit concrete, broke every vertebrae in his back. But my Papa Charlie Spencer went there under the commission of the Lord, laid his hands upon him and said, tonight you'll walk out of here completely whole. That's exactly what happened. And within a matter of moments, my dad got up paralyzed and walked out of that hospital room. could tell you about how God brought my daddy out of a fire and they thought that he'd never live they thought that he'd never preach again but a man of God said that God has showed me that you'll be the next speaker at this camp it matters where God takes you to I come to this camp one way and I walked out another man I could have told you about the God of my daddy. I could have told you about the God of Homer Frazier. I could have told you about the God of Eddie Bisco. But I wanted my story. I wanted my story. I walked into this camp one way 15 years ago. But by the grace of God. The God that I know is still looking for young men to make them preachers under the message of the hour. He's still looking for young girls to be mothers of the message. Hallelujah. What is he? What happened when William Branham's out there and he's praying for his daddy? And all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord starts talking to him and he takes him out into a field. And he looks out there and he says, he sees this real short man. He said, the angel of the Lord's 
about six foot tall, olive complexion. He said, but Jesus is a real little fella. He said, I looked out there and I saw him standing there in that sage field. So I looked out upon him. He said, now I, I know I'm not dreaming something. I'm here. I, I was just back there in my house. I, I, know, I know where I'm at. He said, I took a piece of that sage. I put it in my mouth. I began to bite on it. And he said, I could see him as he was standing there. And the wind would move across the sage. And it was blowing across him. And he said, I, he said, I wanted to get his attention. He said, I thought, that sure looks like my Lord. He said, I had seen him in pictures. He said, the Hoffman head of Christ was the closest thing that, that I could identify him as. He said, but when I, he said, I stood there and said, I'll just get his attention. And he said, so I went, <clears throat> and he didn't even move. Isn't it amazing that sometimes you can try to get the attention of the Lord and he don't move? You're trying with everything within your power, within your own might, but he just don't move. But William Branham said, he said, but when I said, Jesus, he said he turned around. Hallelujah. He said he turned around. He said he had eyes. He said it looked like if he would speak, the world would turn upside down. He said, but he had so much love that when I found myself the next morning, my shirt was wet from weeping myself under his loving kindness. Don't you see? You can try to get his attention. You can try to call on him. You can try to get his attention by your own, by your own merits or by your own ideas. But when you say Jesus. Come on now. I don't know the God of Muhammad. I don't know the God of Buddha. They're still laying there in their tombs. But the God Jesus that I know. I can point you to an empty tomb. You see Satan would rather you do anything. But to call on the name of Jesus. Because you remember when, when Michael is contending with the devil over the disputing over the body of Moses. He said, but I would not bring, durst you, bring against you a railing accusation. He said, but I said, the Lord rebuke you. You know, Satan would rather you come against him with psychology and with easing and with intellect. But to rebuke him in the name of the Lord, he cannot stand that. Because he recognizes that that's the same name that whipped him 2,000 years ago. He thought he had him in Daniel. He thought he had him in Abel. But when Jesus got down there on, on, on Friday morning, he got down in there and he proved that he was a son of God. And Satan said it took you a long time to get here, but you're finally here. But our Lord Jesus Christ didn't leave you bound. He didn't leave you in your condition. He took the geese of the gates of hell right off of Satan so that you can have your healing, so that you can have your deliverance, so that you can be set free. Hallelujah. That's the God that I know. They want to say he's dead. But I'm here to prove he's alive. Because the Bible says in Malachi, he said, I am the Lord and I change not. Paul said he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You see, the main difference between Israel and the rest of the world was God. You see, the common denominator in every single one of your lives that proves that you're more than just a church-going people is Jehovah. You see, you put God to one side. Israel is just like anybody else. But you put God in her midst. He is the pillar of fire. He is the cloud by day. You put the leadership of the Holy Ghost to the side, and the church is nothing but the world with God's name tacked on it. 
You take the power away from you. Take Samson and give him a haircut. He's nothing but a little bitty boy. That's got no power at all. But under his Nazarite vow, he can whip every Philistine that comes up against him. God is looking for somebody to say, I know him. I know him. I ain't just heard about him, but I know him. And Daniel would say that the people that do know their God shall be strong and shall do exploits. I'm not talking to a weak people. I'm talking to a strong people. We did not see in Revelation chapter 10 a weak angel stand up for you. You saw a mighty angel stand up for you. I'm not talking about a God that was just at the platform of William Branham that stood there night after night and said there's some little presence. There's a presence, a cool presence that's standing between me and you. And you feel that. You know that. It's that same one. I see the effects of the angel working on you. You remember when William Branham was standing there at the platform? There, there in, in, in South Africa, he's standing there. And there's that cross-eyed boy that's brought up to him. And his doctor's standing back there. He brings him, they bring him up one way, he's cross-eyed. He said, now, the doctor said, now, what happened to him? What happened to him? Between me and you, something happened. I've noticed him. I've doctored him for all of these years. But what did you do? Did you hypnotize him? William Branham said, if I hypnotized him, you doctors need to start practicing hypnotism. He said, but all I can say is that between me and you was an angel standing there. And he's the God that makes your eyes straight. You cannot have your eyes on one thing in the world and the rest of the world. You've got to have your eyes single and focus on our Lord Jesus Christ. He's the same one that's standing between me and you this morning. You remember when they brought that lady? They brought that lady to William Branham. That, that she was holding his handkerchief and Brother Branham thought that she was crying but really when she moved that handkerchief her nose was eaten off by a cancer William Branham prayed for her and it was a complete healing and that when she went back three weeks later her nose had completely had completely regrown back in there what was it? she came to him and said she came to her doctor and said what happened? she said I simply changed doctors he said what doctor did you go to? I went to Dr. Jesus and you might be sick in your body but the God that I know He's still got the remedy. There's still a bomb in Gilead. The God that I know can take a century-old man and make make him an 18-year-old boy and make him produce an Isaac. The God that I know can take a Hebrew baby, float him down a crocodile-infested river, have angels standing on guard at every bank of the the river there, have them standing there. And if he got in trouble, Gabriel was standing there to put his foot on that ark and make sure he got out of the trouble. The God that I know can take three Hebrew boys, put them in a flame, and make them come out and not even smell like smoke. The God that I know can take lions and make them pillows for Daniel to lay on. The God that I know can take a 12 year old boy, put him down into a valley and make him destroy a Goliath, a champion of champions. The God that I know can take two fish and five loaves and make it be one of the biggest fish fries that there ever has been in the face of the earth. The God that I know can cleanse you of your sin. He can cleanse you of your leprosy. The God that I know can still walk on water. The God that I know can still cleanse. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
What is it? The God that I know, he has men to speak and the sun will stand still. The God that I know can tell men to shout and walls will fall down. Well, I don't know if you see him here today, but I'm trying to preach him so high that when I get done, I still ain't good, did a good enough job. He's so big that the world can't see him. He's so small that the world can't understand him. I don't know if you know him today or not, but the Lord I'm talking about, his name is Jesus. And the Bible said that there is no other name where men should be saved but by the name of Jesus Christ. Your Pope can't do it. Your church can't do it. Your religions can't do it. But the name of Jesus Christ has got power. It's got authority. And he's commissioned you to stand here as his representative. He still gives power to lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. He still gives power to his disciples to cast out demons. And they've got to go. The God that I know you can be a legion hiding in the cave. And he'll release you. The God that I know you can have a blood issue. He can get you out of your issue. The God that I know can humble you when you don't want to be humbled. The God that I know is a jealous God and he only wants your worship. He don't want you worshiping nobody else. The God that I know is still alive and he's still well. The God that I know has still has the power to do the unbelievable. Are you capturing who I'm talking about today? I ain't talking about Trump, and I ain't talking about Trudeau. I ain't talking about Biden, but I'm talking about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I ain't talking about Putin, and I ain't talking about the Pope. But I'm talking about a God that still saves. He's still Jehovah. He was a God of Eddie Biscoe. He's the God of William Branham. He was a God of Paul. He was a God of Daniel. He was a God of Abraham. He's the God of Noah. He's the God of Moses. But what about you today? Do you know him? He has healing for your body. He has joy for your sorrow. He has peace for your troubled mind. He has hope for your doubts. He's got faith for your fears. He's got incorruption for your corruption. He's got life for your death. The God that I know, when I was lost, he found me. When I was was on the brink of bankruptcy, he stepped in and saved me. When I was sick, he healed me. When I was broke, he fixed me. When I was bound, he freed me. The God that I know delivers. He's still the line of the tribe of Judah. If you say, well, all I know about this God is he's a God of history, then you've got a historical seed. You could sit there and look at the Pharisees and they could talk about the God that Moses knew, but they didn't know the God that was inside of Moses that was directing him. And if the God of this message don't back up what I'm saying to be the truth, then he's not God. If a miracle don't happen in this meeting, then God's not God. Don't you get nervous on me. I know where I'm standing at. God still gives the Holy Ghost. God still saves. God still gives a new birth. This is not, this is not a halfway house. This is not a place that you walk in here with your addictions and you turn a page and you learn how to cope with it and you learn how to deal with it. This is a transformation house where the God of the Bible proves he's still the God that saves. He still delivers from alcohol. Let me tell you, when I was a dope addict, he turned me into a preacher. When I was a man of my pride, he humbled me and made me a son of God. Hallelujah. When I couldn't get out of slavery, he freed me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's a God 
He's a God that'll heal ill. He's a God that'll put us in a rapture. He's a God that'll change our bodies. He's a God. And his name is Jesus. Let every knee bow. Let every tongue confess. Let every demon bow. Watch him do a miracle in this meeting. I'm trying to charge your faith. I'm trying to, trying to charge you to believe like never before. William Branham would stand there and the angel said, if you can get the people to believe you, not even cancer would stand before your prayer. That ain't just for William Branham. That's for me. If you can believe me, if I can tell you that I'm testifying of the God of the Bible, watch him do action today. He's a God in Switzerland. He's a God in Germany. He's a God in France. He's a God in Canada. He's a God of the U.S. He's a God of Zimbabwe. He's a God of Jamaica. He's a God of Caribbeans. He's a God of the South Africans. He's a God of the equator. He's a God of the North Pole. He's a God of the South Pole. You can't get around him. You can't get above him. You can't get beneath him. Well, I'm going to do it on my own. I highly doubt you get out of here. But if you're going to walk out of here under the influence of the mighty angel and say, I know in whom I have believed. Watch out. Watch out. Watch out. Let me tell you something. I was a puny little pimple-faced punk when I was a kid. A whole lot skinnier than I am now. Didn't have a, didn't halfway have no strength at all. But man, I was looking for a fight. I had a temper and fight a buzzsaw. I got myself in more trouble than I thought I could get myself out of. When I pick some fights, sometimes I got myself into some real pickles. But what I didn't realize is that my brother was behind me. You see, because my brother was a whole lot bigger, he could bench 420 pounds, and he was proud of it. And when the enemy came in like a flood, Matt Spencer stood up. If y'all don't know him, he's a big boy. But I want you to know that when I get myself into troubles now, I ain't counting on Matthew Spencer, Ron Spencer, or some natural man. I'm counting on the God of this Bible. Let me tell you, you can talk yourself into some stuff sometimes and you can sit there and you can preach that God is the God of the miracles. And I could stand there and say, how in the world am I going to back that up? But I'm not the one that's got to back it up. Let the God that wrote the word, let the God that said, let it be. Let him step up in the... You watch. Satan, you stick around here long enough. These young people are going to praise their way out of their condition, out of their sin, out of their troubles. Watch and see. Stick around. You don't like this kind of praise? You ain't seen nothing yet. This is just the beginning. Because when I get on the streets of gold, I'm going to shout till I don't get tired. I'm going to praise till I ain't got no more breath. Because there's a God that's worth praising. I know him. I know him. The God that I know not only saves, but he keeps. Come on now. He ain't going to save you in this camp just to lose you. He's going to keep you. You ain't going to fall. You've been raised. You've been predestinated. You've been destined to be an overcomer. 
Satan, do you know who you're messing with? We're the unadulterated sons and daughters of God. We've got a blood over us that's perfect. We've got a mind that is the mind of Christ. The God that I know loves to display his power. The God that I know, the God that I know can still deliver. He can still deliver. I watched him deliver a little girl last year that had plantar fasciitis. She walked into a prayer line and walked out of that prayer line completely whole. I watch God over and over again where men have tried to abuse situations and abuse power. I watch my God show up and show out. He's the God that loves to display his power. Now notice I'm coming down. I ain't closing yet, but I'm coming down. And I ain't like one of them guys that's got to have so much room to land. When I land, I land. But notice that when William Branham comes in and he takes and ties this church age of Revelations 3. And he comes in and he ties it to Isaiah 65. Now notice what he does. He said, under the angel of the church of Laodicea and write, these things saith the Amen. Notice that only a prophet can do this. He attaches the prophecy of the New Testament all the way back into the Old Testament of Isaiah. In Isaiah 65 and 16, that he who blesses himself in the earth shall bless himself in the God of truth. Now notice, he said, yes, that is true. He said, but the real translation is not the God of truth. It's the God of the amen. He said, so we read it. So he shall bless himself in the God of the amen. And he that sweareth in the earth shall swear by the God of the amen. He said, here is Jehovah of the Old Testament, the God of the amen. And here is Jesus of the New Testament, the God of the amen. Here, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. There it is again. Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus of the new. You remember when William Branham's out there squirrel hunting and those three rainbows appear before him that they're sitting there. He said, whatever it was, it was alive. They were pulsating. And he said, he began to go to them and the angel would draw him as he went to it. And he would stand there. He would stand there under that. And he would look there and the angel said, now that's close enough. And he would shout out, Lord, what would you have your servant to know? And he shout, the angel shouted back that Jehovah of the Old Testament is Jesus Christ of the new. He said he was confirming my message of 31 years wasn't in vain. It's a message of him. He said he is the God of the amen. He never changes. What he does never changes. He says it and it stands fast. He does it and it's done forever. None can take from that what he says or to add to it. He said so let it be amen. So let it be. Aren't you glad that you serve that kind of God? Look at your neighbor and say, I'm serving the God of the amen. Aren't you glad that you serve that kind of God? You can know exactly where you are with him at any time and at all the time. He is the amen God and will not change. These things saith the amen. He said, I like it. It means that whatever he said is final. I done preached to you 30 some minutes and told you about the God that I know. But if he said he's a healer, if I said he's a healer, if I said he's a deliverer, 
is final. If I said he still gives the Holy Ghost, it's final. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the God of the amen. And Brother Branham said, he said, when you know that he has, what he has for you is the amen, so let it be. He said, so the devil, that's why the devil hates the book of Genesis and the book of Revelation. He hates that truth, for he knows the truth will prevail. He knows what his end will be, how he fights that. He said, but we are on the winning side. He said, we, I mean believers of the word only, are on the amen side. So let every devil raise its ugly head. I'm on the amen side. Let every demon raise its head. Let every cancer devil raise its head. Let every pornography devil raise its head. I'm on the amen side. Let tuberculosis raise its head. I'm on the amen side. What are you saying, Brother Andrew? It's final. It's final. I know maybe y'all don't have a mama like I had a mama, but I had a mama that knew how to raise a boy that was... Uh, it's strong. And I would come to her many times and I would try to petition before the Queen of the South and I would try to bring her things I wanted to do. And she said, now Drew, that's final. Get to your room right now. I knew what she meant by that. Wrath was coming. <laughs> Warning first, then judgment, right? That's final. I knew what she was saying. Stop asking. Stop. That's it. So the devil can come before God and say, now look, I see you didn't do this and I see you didn't know that. But God said, shut up. It's final. What I said in my word, it's over. It's finished. So in God's mind, Ron Spencer's healed of cancer. In God's mind, Ella's already walking. In God's mind. In God's mind, you're already filled. In God's mind, you're already saved. In God's mind. Hallelujah. In God's mind, this camp is going to be the greatest of camps. That's final. It's over. It's settled. Satan, back off of us. We know who we are. You may not know the God that I know, but the God that I know, he's a God that never lies. The God that I know loves to be praised. He loves to be worshipped. He loves to declare he's still God. He loves to prove he's still God. He loves to prove he's the I am. He loves to prove that he will ever forever be. The God that I know Said he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. The God I know ain't beating you out of your inheritance. The God I know is here, and I'm his representative. The God that I know still has power in his ministry to lay hands on the sick. Well, you say, Oh, I don't have much to offer. What you got left? What you got left in your bag? Come on, David. You may not have a whole, a whole bag full of them, but if you got five, it's enough. Come on, somebody. If you got him, you got enough. If you got Jesus on your side, you got enough. If the blood is for you, you got enough. 
Go to read in Exodus chapter 9. I'm, I'm just going to preach for a minute. Go to read in Exodus chapter 9. When God speaks to, Ahab, speaks to Moses and Aaron and tells him, go out there and grab a handful of dust. Go out there and grab a handful of ashes. What is ashes? It's what's left over. You say, I ain't got nothing left. Take what you got left over. And he tells Moses, throw it into the air. And it became dust. And when it became dust, it went throughout all of Egypt. So God took two handfuls of dust, sent it throughout all of Egypt, and he made boils come over all of Egypt. I don't think you hear what I'm saying to you. Whatever you got left is more than enough. Whatever you got left is more than enough. David, there's Abigail out there. They came in there at Ziklag and they took everything you loved and everything you, everything that was your joy. But I've come here. I've come to take back to everything that the devil stole from me. The God that I know wasn't just for David. I got that devil pushed in a real corner. I pushed him there. Push him out of the ring. I done told you how big he is. I done told you how great he is. I done told you he still heals. I done told you that he still delivers. I'm telling you the God that saved me can save you. He can save you if you've got a religious spirit on you. He can save you if you think you ought to be the pastor. Come on now. I feel you in the room. Come on now. That God that I know, you better humble yourself before he humbles you. The God that I know ain't playing second fiddler to no man. He wants first. The Bible said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be given unto him. That's why William Branham would say, give me a housewife. Give me a factory worker. Give me a preacher that'll put God first in everything, and I'll show you a man or a woman that'll be successful in spite of all that the devil puts on him. You tried, Satan tried his best to stop Cloverdale Bible Way, but we're still standing. There's still a sending station. There's still a power. Because a God that I know that started this work is a God that's going to finish this work. And when Jesus is coming, he's coming to the close of his ministry. The God that I know loves to be praised. David worshiped after his sin, David worshiped when he fell in adultery. David worshiped after he had battle scars. David worshiped after the kingdom was tried to be split in half. David worshiped. God loves a cheerful giver. God loves somebody when they feel like everything's been stolen from them, they still worship. The God that I know loves to be worshiped. He loves to be worshiped. The God that I know. That the Bible tells us that when Jesus is coming down to the climax of his ministry. And he's going to take the Passover. And he's going to, he's going to have the Last Supper with his children. And he's sitting there. And all of a sudden the Bible says that they begin to sing hymns unto the Lord. Here is Jesus getting ready to go into his greatest battle. But he's worshiping. He's worshiping. 
You see, there is a certain preeminent spot in the book of Psalms that is the preeminently known as the Psalms of praise. And it was those Psalms that Jesus, when he's standing there taking the Passover, it is that same Psalms that when the chief priests and the Levites would come in and they would offer the Passover lamb, that there they would begin to read from Psalms chapter 113, which we opened with, and they would read all the way down through Psalms chapter 118. And they would stand there in the tabernacle and they would worship God in the temple and they would chant these scriptures Psalms 113 God Psalms 114 God Psalms 115 all the way down magnifying and praising God they would stand there at the feast of occasions at the feast of the wave sheaf at the feast of Pentecost at the feast of tabernacles at the feast of dedication and they would read these Psalms I'm talking about a God that loves to be praised. And this this portion of scripture is known as the Psalms of Halle. Psalms of Halle, which is derived from hallelujah, which means praise. Hallelujah means praise the Lord. So when the Levites are standing there under their priestly robes, they're under their commission to praise the Lord. They're there at the Passover. There the this lamb has been slain. And they take these psalms, the same psalms that Jesus is reading at the Passover. Now notice what they would do. They would read these psalms. And at the end of each verse, the congregation would intone say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So it would go like this. Psalms 115. Not unto us, O Lord. Not unto us, but unto thy name. Give glory for thy mercy and for thy truth's sake. And the congregation would say, Hallelujah. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is now their God? Hallelujah. You getting it? That's your part. But our God is in heavens. He hath done whatsoever he hath pleased. Their idols are silver and gold, the work of men's hands. They have mouths, but they speak not. Eyes have they, but they see not. They have ears, but they hear not. Noses have they, but they smell not. They have hands, but they handle not. Feet have they, but they walk not. Neither speak they through their throat. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about. Is that the gods of the world were made by men and they have no power. Hallelujah. That they may make them, they that make them are like unto them. So is everyone that trusteth in them. So if you're trusting in that kind of God, he ain't got the power to speak. He ain't got the power to handle. He ain't got the power to walk. Hallelujah. Oh, Israel, trust thou in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. Oh, house of Israel, Aaron, trust in the Lord. He is their help and shield. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help and their shield. The Lord hath been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless him that fear the Lord, both small and great. No, 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 no. They were chanting. 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 
You ever antagonized? Y'all probably don't know this. Because I, maybe in my former life I could have told you about chanting. Well, anywho, I'm amongst friends. You ever went to a, a football game? I see y'all angels out there. Good Lord, y'all got them up here too. But when their team is roaring, God bless you. You're doing such a good job. They're chanting. They're out there freezing. They done gave all their ties to drink their beers and smoke their cigarettes, eat their $18 hot dog. But they're chanting and their team's a losing. They're chanting and their team is out there losing and they're freezing, but they're still chanting. And the congregation was chanting. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is no God like my God. Now you're getting it. Ye that fear the Lord, trust in the Lord. He is their help. He is their shield. The Lord has been mindful of us. He will bless us. He will bless the house of Israel. He will bless the house of Aaron. He will bless them that fear the Lord, both small and great. The Lord shall increase you more and more and your children. You are blessed of the Lord which have made heaven and earth. The heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But the earth hath he given to the children of men. The dead praise not the Lord. Neither any that go down into silence. But we. But we. That do know our God. Shall be strong. I will bless the Lord. From this time forth. And forevermore. Praise ye the Lord. Praise him on a high sounding symbol. Praise him on a low sounding symbol. Let everything, let everything, the God that I know wants you to worship. He wants you free. He wants you to live for. Hallelujah. 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 He's a God that saves. He's a God that delivers. He's a God that sets free. He's a God of healing. He's a God of miracles. He's a God of the overcomer. He's a God that makes a way. He's a God that still proves he's alive. He's a God of the Bible. He's a God of William Branham. He's a God of Paul. He's my God. When there is no Michael Jordan, when there is no LeBron James, when there is no devil, my God will still be God. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like him. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one like him. I searched, I searched all over, over. I searched, I searched all over. I searched, I searched all over. Oh, 
there's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one. Oh, there's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one. Hallelujah. There's no one, there's no one. There's no one, there's no one like me. I turned around all over, over. I turned around. I turned, I turned. There's no one. Oh, there's no one, there's no one. Oh, there's no one. He's the God of Eddie Bisco. Hallelujah. He's the God of Tom Ray. He's the God of Andrew Spencer. He's the God of David Mayer. He's the God of Michael Ray. Now put your name in there. He's my God. He's a miracle working God. The pillar of fire that's in the tent is here to prove he is Jehovah, and there's no power that can contend with him. You will not walk into this camp the same way. Come on now. Lay your idols down. We're talking about the God that answers by fire here. I got problems. Job wanted to know God. He wanted to speak to God. Let's go roll, read Job at 13. He said, I would like to speak to the Almighty God. But when Job finally gets to talk to God, what, what does God do, Brother Tom? He don't come down to talk to him like maybe you want him to talk to you, but he comes down in a whirlwind. Maybe he comes down in a whirlwind preacher by the, David, by the name of David Mayer. And he comes down and he starts talking to you. He don't talk to you where you were. He don't talk to you about your troubles. He don't talk to you about how you lost your family. What you got left, Job? What you got left? Where was you, Job? Where was you, Bible? Eh? Where was you when I laid the foundation of the world? I didn't see you in defeat. I didn't see you in destruction. I saw you shouting for glory. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, David, grab that sling. Ain't nobody like the God that's on your side. Let me tell you, the giant that you're facing is so big, you can't miss him. Come on, young girls. Come on. I feel your faith. I feel you moving. He ain't just Andrew Spencer's God. He's your God. He's Anthony Frey's God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. 
There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no Oh, there's no one. There's no one, there's no one like Jesus. There's no one, there's no one. Oh, there's no one, there's no one. Oh, there's no one, there's no one. service just like they do at a Canucks game maybe not football but you have been to probably a hockey game or a soccer game or something like that so there's not so many angels out there as you'd say so you've probably done a little bit of hoorah at one of those things but the right way would be hallelujah amen there's no one like our God amen you should practice that some more through this course of the weekend amen we're going we'll to have that down pat by the end of it. Hey, Brother Preston, I know you've been to a football game. <laughs> Some of you can't hide because I've seen it. Amen. Brother, Brother Andrew said, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind because I turned to the scripture. Gird up now thy loins like a man, and I will demand of thee an answer thou me. My goodness, he was going to speak who he was. We heard that tonight. I hope you had girded up your loins this morning because God was speaking, This is who I am. And then Brother Andrew said, there's going to be a miracle in this service. Oh, and everything tightened up just a little bit. That's the devil tightening up just a little bit. Saying, oh, I don't know about that. I know about it. Because my God is a present God. My God is real right here, right now. Say, well, Brother Michael, I don't know about that. He's not my God. Well, I'm going to tell you he's my God because he was there when I told the young people about my ankle that broke off and healed it right there in a miracle moment. He was there when I walked to the front and he took my allergies away in a moment. He was there when it looked like my family could have broken apart in 2009, but he was my God. Take that, devil. He's a real God, Satan. Hallelujah. And you've been born, as we said in the skits, as Esther, for a time such as this. For a generation of young people that can stand and say, he is still God. Brother Branham didn't give this message out to let it lay down and drop right off on the end. God didn't put that man through such pressure, such tension, such agony to deliver that, to have it drop right at the end in 1970 or in 1980 or in 1990 
but in 2023, it will still go forth because there's power in this word. But you must believe it. You must take the sling. David could have walked out, all right? He could have had the little bag there. He could have had the stones there. And he could have even had the sling in his pocket. But if he didn't take action, it's on you. It's on you now to take the word of God and actually put it in action in your life. Hallelujah. I'm too small. You know what it said in Psalms 113.9? Maybe this is for somebody. Brother Andrews quoted this. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. And I looked at that verse. And Brother Andrew said there'll be a miracle in this tent here. I said, oh God, if there's a barren woman in this little tent this morning, if there's a mother that does not have children to be joyful over, he's a present God that can bring life to a womb, both natural and spiritual. Hallelujah. That's the God that I serve today. There's those here that have received that. Brother Bisco said many years ago that Brother Tom is quoted, I give you your children. I say that word still goes for because it was under inspiration. And so I give you your children still goes on. Hallelujah. But there were those at that service that took it, received it, and walked in it. And they can point back and say the word of God was spoke to me and I took it and put it in my sling. It's now on you. Take it. Put it in the sling and start to whirl it around. Hallelujah. We got to sing. I'm taken back. It's a tricky one, I know. But you know what? David wasn't unsaved. I'm not talking about somebody that's unsaved or in the world or something like that right now. David was a saved. He was a son of God. But he had got to a point where some things had been taken away from him. It wasn't that he was in a condition of sin and off in the world or something. But something had been removed from him. Maybe something's just been removed from you. Oh, don't look at me like I'm insane. We heard last night, maybe, the joy of your salvation. You need it back. This is your service. Hallelujah. Oh, we got some work to do. That's okay. I'm taking it back. Let's just sing that to see you this morning. Do you know the song? Do you know the song? Do we have the song? Gentlemen at the back. Please and thank you. I'm taking back everything that the devil stole. I'm taking back. Everything that the devil stole from me Give me back my soul, my dance, my joy, my peace I'm taking back everything that the devil stole from me
Yeah. 
took it back. Everything that the devil stole, I took it back. Everything that the devil stole, I took back my soul, my dance, my joy. service like this. Gaybreaker Droka, it's for you. It's for you. Amen. Take it. There's no one like my God. We couldn't go out this service without singing that to him. That's praise. But Ryan, you can help us.
Brother Andrew said we've got the devil in the corner on the ropes. Did you say that, Brother Andrew? And the worst thing you would ever do in a match would it be put somebody on the ropes and in the corner and then just walk away. That would be the worst thing you could do in a fight, in a boxing ring, is to get to your opponent to a point where you've just got him right in the corner, right on the ropes, and you're ready to deliver the knockout. Because you, you just got him there. And you're like, ah, it's okay. I'll just back off. Finish it. Don't leave this service with the power of God that was delivered this morning, proving to you who he is and what he is capable of doing today, and then just turn around and like, well, another match. Don't do that. Finish him this morning. Finish him this morning. We bow our head and we'll close our eyes. You have something in your heart that you need to finish. You say, Lord, I heard your word. And I know you're that God. But I need you to be my God. My God. I've got a need. I've got a burden. Lord, I'm a son of God. I'm like a David. I'm like a David. But I need to get down to Ziklag. And I got to take back what was mine. We can sing the song with joy, but that was a moment of crushing agony for David. And he had to just get under it and say, Lord, I got to go take it back. Maybe that's the moment this morning that you're like, hey, God, I got to take it back. Maybe like one that's here at the front. Maybe like one that has their hand up this morning. I just say, put the devil on the edge of that ring and deliver the knockout this morning. Not by your own strength, but by his strength. It's because it's he in you. It's greater is he that's in you. It's not greater is you, but greater is he that's in you. Not some big emotional moment here, but it's your moment. Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord, your word has been spoken this morning. Lord, I just sense in my spirit, Lord, the devil is just sitting there a little uncertain of where the service could go. Sometimes, Lord, we can get really joyful and really excited. I can just see, and the devil takes a few steps back and says, well, they'll, they'll just blow off some steam, so to say, and they'll leave the tent, and they'll be all happy, but they didn't really deliver that final blow to me, and I'm going to be back because I can take a few deep breaths. But, Lord, we just want to pause a little moment. Maybe just, Lord, take that moment to not step back. And somebody, Lord, needs to take you at your word this morning. And say, I've heard, Lord, but I need you to be my God. We can sing the song, there's no one like our God. And someone might sing it, there's no one like my daddy's God. There's no one like my granddaddy's God. There's no one like my sister's God. But, Lord, someone here needs to be able to sing that song a little different, Lord. And, Lord, they need to be able to sing, There's no one like my God. Lord, so I'm praying this morning 
that, Lord, there's those here even at the front now, Lord, in their own volition. There's someone maybe sitting in their seat. Lord, that you could meet them in such a supernatural way. Not through a workup of emotion. And, Lord, praising, which is wonderful. We love to praise you. And, Lord, we should praise you. Lord, the rocks would cry out. But, Lord, as Brother Andrew said even, throw down your idols. This is a showdown moment at Mount Carmel where, Lord, you want to show yourself that you are God alone. Lord, we're not tossed between opinions, oh God. Somebody wondering, well, is he God or is he not God? Lord, may it be Mount Carmel this morning for somebody. That, Lord, the God of Elijah would burn the sacrifice, Lord, this morning with fire, consuming it, Lord, down to even ashes. But we heard that you can take ashes and, Lord, take it in your hand. Lord, if you consume the sacrifice this morning, Lord, that we could place ourselves on the sacrifice and that our will and our passion and our desires would be consumed to ashes. That you could take it then in your hands and toss it, Lord, out into the atmospheres. And, Lord, Satan's world would be combated, oh God. Lord, I'm praying this morning for your people that you'd move in a little sovereign way this morning. Lord, that we would not disrupt what you're desiring to do. Lord, and change a heart, Lord, that can walk out of this camp and say, I did, not just in song, but I did retain and claim back my joy. A precious thing, oh God, as David cried out, oh God, return unto me the joy of my salvation. Oh, he cried it out, Lord, his heart was yearning as a deer panted for the water, so my soul longeth after you, oh God. Let's just sing that, Brother Ryan, this morning. The joy of my salvation. Creating me a clean heart, O oh God. Creating me a clean heart. I'm sorry. But God's lingering for somebody this morning. We could just close up. We could go to lunch this morning. God's done too much this morning.
Father, this morning, my hands lifted, my eyes closed. Lord, desiring that, Lord, you are the one that is ministering unto the hearts of your children this morning. Lord, they could take the word that they heard. Lord, how each desires is, Lord, Andrew spoke, Lord, that I know my God. Lord, I pray, oh God, in this, this atmosphere, Lord, maybe just a little still, a little quiet now. But Lord, somebody would mean business this morning. Lord, each would take their opportunity. Somebody last night, Lord, took their opportunity. But Lord, maybe this morning is someone else's opportunity. Lord, we want to give a moment, give way, give, Lord, your free reign. Not to get into some traditional way of closing services. Sing a joyful song. But Lord, just allow you to move in your tenderness now. So Lord, in this atmosphere, Lord, let man step back now. And let the God of all gods, the King of kings, Lord, may you now move on the hearts of your children this morning now. I commit, Lord, this end of meeting to you. May you continue to brood. May, Lord, nobody move until they know that they have finished, Lord, what you started here. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. 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 I'm just going to let the Lord move. You do as you feel to do in the end of service. Create in me a clean heart. Oh.